0: The Five Star Zone with Rico Beer and Howard Griffin. Welcome to another edition of The Five Star Zone. Rico Beer joining me today. He's been covering Michigan for 22 years, but he's been a fan of Michigan pretty much all his entire life. Tom Crawford from Crawford Podcasting Network. Kind enough to join us here on The Five Star Zone. Tom, thank you so much of your time. I want to kind of jump in this, and and full disclosure, I've known Tom for a long time, so I feel like I can talk open and freely about the University of Michigan, and right now, Michigan ranked number two in the country. Jim Harbaugh is now back to be on the sidelines, even though he was at all the different practices. Tom, looking at their first three games,
1: how would you grade this Michigan team? (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna default to the ultimate cop out, incomplete. And the reason I say incomplete, I'm not talking incomplete pass. I'm talking just incomplete because I can't get a gauge, Rico, on this football team because they haven't played anybody. I kind of got a lot of pushback from Michigan people and media for for uh, criticizing the Michigan schedule of only group of five teams these last two years. But it doesn't. You, you really can't get a gauge of how good you are when like. For example, they lost or they beat East Carolina, and East Carolina is going on to lose to two bad teams. They got blown by Marshall and Apple—not bad teams, but group of five teams, Marshall and Appalachian State. So, what what, what do you learn from that uh, when, it, when you beat that team thirty to three? Not much more than those other teams. And then UNLV hasn't had a winning season in eleven years, and and then this Bowling Green situation on you know, Saturday night was one of those, you know, was one of those things Well, it was just as Blake answered my question, it was just one of those nights, I guess they weren't ready to execute. Weren't ready to play. And then JJ turned up, you know, through three, three picks and you saw, you saw it. They're, they're, they're not, they're not, you know, blowing out people. They haven't, they've all for three on covering the spread. Not that that's a big deal, but still it's um, I, I, when I say I'm, am I concerned? I'm just, I'm puzzled. I'm I'm a head scratching. I I can't get a gauge and won't know a gauge until November the 11th when they go to Happy Valley.
0: That's yeah, funny. I mean because really you get ruckers and you probably can't learn much. I mean it's I've heard some theories. You know what? Michigan's just kind of bored and they're going through the yeah. motions and they they don't have to do anything. They just they're treating these as extended practices, but. When I look at the bad teams, when I look at certain teams, when they play bad teams, like I expected Blake Corm right now to have like, you know, over four hundred yards or five hundred right. yards just from running the ball, and and I'm not seeing that. I'm, I'm seeing like the it. It looks to me that you know the offense is kind of sh- struggling, and then you know leaving the state game. And you see, wait, the score is seven to six. I thought maybe yeah. something happened to JJ and yeah. the backup went into the game where, you know, he was yeah. in concussion protocol. And they're like, no, he's just throwing a lot of picks. It, as you say, it's it's head-scratching. It's bewildering because to be ranked the number two team in the nation, I expected so much more out of this Michigan team.
1: And I expected progression from, you know, one game, you know, game game one to game two to game three. You know how that goes. I mean, they got a buck 84. On the ground against Bowling Green, I mean that, you know, they 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 haven't actually had a good rushing attack in these first three games. It's like it's like wow, I mean they they should you know carve up two fifty to three hundred on the ground, and in you and know, the air, you know, they got you know JJ had a terrible game, one hundred forty three yards total passing, um, but it's one game. I mean now maybe the boredom will go away, Rico, because you got finally a legitimate. Power Five team, albeit Rutgers, the Scarlet Knights. Um, but when you look at this schedule, and I think when I when I look at when's that game that um, Michigan are Michigan fans are going to have that white knuckle treat, you know, watching the game and nervous the night before. Boy, gets getting pushed back further and further because I don't think Nebraska and Minnesota road games are going to from what I've seen there and then well, no, Nebraska
0: home. just lost two running backs for the year. So yeah, I yeah. saw that.
1: And then, and then Michigan state, Michigan state, we talked about this on press pass last night, the game with Maryland is going to dictate, are they going to just tank it or, you know, are they going to keep fighting? I, right. I, I think they're going to keep fighting. Or they can uh, just roll over and show their belly. So Yeah. You know, you know, and, and, you know, the Tucker thing is, you know, it's inevitable. They're going to get a new coach. And so there's uncertainty. Um, but so my point is that October 21st game at night, um, the toxic rivalry and all the Michigan State just plays, you know, like Super Bowl champs when they play Michigan um, and it'll be electric and all that stuff that 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 could be a chance. The situation will cause it to be a challenge, let alone a team. But then got to, you got you go from there. You go to you go to November 11th. They go to Happy Valley at noon on Saturday, November 11th. There's your season. It's a two game season, Rico. In the regular season for Michigan, the Big Ten Championship, if they get to that point, and then the two SCFPs. Now, that's, you know, five legitimate wins. That's a worthy national title if you – you know, a championship uh, earned if you do all that. But, uh, man, we got to wait around. We're, I'm bored. I'm, I'm going to the press box, and I'm watching – I was watching, uh, you know, Colorado and TCU. Uh, when I'm looking at my computer screen. I'm like, why am I here watching this, this game in front of me? and? Uh, it, boring the hell out of me. That's where it's at right now.
0: I got you. With Tom Crawford and Tom, I mean, like I said, if I would have told you after the tunnel incident at Michigan that for the upcoming game, that would be a second or
1: third story, would you have believed me? Oh, uh, I mean, as far as the overall situation at Michigan State?
0: Yeah, like going into that game. Yeah. I mean, they may mention what happened last year in the tunnel, but that's kind of got pushed to the back.
1: Yeah, it's got pushed it back, and you know, and there's a lot, there, there's a lot of um, storyline between now and October 21st, and I don't mean to get ahead of it, but um, you know what?
0: Wait, no, Tom, the way Michigan's playing, go right ahead, get ahead of it.
1: No, I don't want to get ahead. You no, know, I'm just saying, Michigan State is is the that's the head scratcher right now of what kind of leadership they're going to have on that team internally. What, you know, those coaching, you know, the coaching staff right now, are are they going to, you know, are they going to be in a lame duck mentality? I'm sure they're all thinking about, oh, my God, I got to get a new job after this because that's what happens when the coach leaves. You know, you got a new coach. You got to bring a whole new staff. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of – there's just a lot of uncertainty with Michigan State, but that's going to – Michigan State's going to determine how much of a challenge that game is going to be for Michigan more than Michigan is, I think.
0: So, Tom – what what did you learn about this Michigan team in these three games?
1: Um, I learned that um, uh, you know, in, in terms of their running, you know, their offensive line play, that that might be a while. It, you know, last year that you know they were pretty potent right from the start, and we're not seeing that right now. Um, I, Donovan Edwards, you know, I'm 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 kind of really confused with why he's not getting more touches like, last week he got 12 touches i'm not sure how many touches he's got he's just not there i thought i thought this blake corham donovan edwards thing was going to be like wow I did uh, too. these guys are going to light it up for about 30 minutes and then they're going to sit down and we're going to see the fresh you know what full disclosure
0: i thought donovan edwards was going to take over and become the number one back
1: yeah yeah a lot of people thought that yeah and um and 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 who knows he may emer- emerge and um I don't know. I, 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 you know, in the receiving core, um, that that you know, Roman Wilson is is jumping out as the next really great wide receiver for Michigan. Um, that that's for certain. Um, but you know, and the defense is playing pretty well. But once again, I can't. When someone asks that question, what do you think of Michigan? I don't know. I mean, how can you evaluate Michigan? Because Michigan is not one of those programs that blows people out. I mean. They're not a cover the spread kind of program, is it fair to say? I don't know. I'm not a, a better, but I mean, I typically. Well, they did like last year. Okay, last year they were at at this stage of the season, three games in with a cream puff. There are over fifty points a game. They're, now they're in thirty points a game. So their offense has dropped off, even though this year's schedule is no more challenging than last year's non-conference schedule.
0: Yeah, it is funny because, yeah, I I just expected them to be running wild over these three teams, and and I'm not getting that. So I still think the Big Ten goes through Ann Arbor. I still think that Michigan's going to be favored to win the Big Ten. It's just I I won't have that validated until you said, like, until they play Purdue. I mean, not Purdue, but Penn State, and it's like, okay, reality's kicked back in. They're no longer bored. They're out there. They're getting it done. They get to have – I mean, a luxury that a lot of teams don't have, and you kinda have an eight game preseason before you get to the game, eight or nine game preseason before yeah, you get yeah. to the games that actually matter.
1: And then the credibility, and then if you happen to lose one of those games, your credibility just gets blown up, right? Well, I said, they haven't played anybody. I mean, we I like I was saying they haven't played anybody. And listen, I you know, I you know, I'm I'm fan media. You know me, Rico. Um, I mean, I'm like you in Michigan State. I mean, we cover But we want our score alma mater, our respective alma maters to win the game. Okay, I want Michigan to win. But I look at them maybe a little bit more, you know, open minded and not with amazing blue love goggles like a lot of Michigan fans do. And and so I I feel like I have an open mind about this. And and I, I, this is going to be I'll go like I started out. It's going to be an incomplete for a while now, if they start executing better and if they start, you know, Give an example. Ohio State hung 63 on Western Kentucky and then only gave up 10 against Western Kentucky, a group of five, which is a pretty potent offensive team. Now, that impressed me. Ohio State playing a a group of five team. Michigan didn't have any of those. That impressed me. And you really got to hang a lot of points and you got to limit a lot of, you know, not very many points. And Michigan hasn't. I mean, Michigan's only given up five points a game. I get that. But it's just like it's more the offense. They're just it's it's. It's it's just uh, confusing that they're not doing a better job, and but they got the depth, they got all the all the tools are there. I think they have good dynamics on this team. I think it's a grounded team. Uh, the coaching staff is terrific. There's a lot of pluses, but we don't know until they go to Happy Valley. It's funny
0: because when I look at this Big Ten team, the Big Ten has a whole, time yeah, bad. bad. I, I I don't know. What, I, I'm, I'm starting to lean towards the Big Ten's just not that good. And that's not to take away from the teams at the top, but right. it really is going to boil down to what Ohio State does at Notre Dame. If Ohio State goes that's into great. Notre Dame and beats Notre Dame, I got more faith in this conference. If Ohio State loses to Notre Dame, then put it this way, Michigan's going to have to go undefeated to claim a spot in the four-team college football playoffs. You,
1: you, you nailed it. You know, I was down at Notre Dame – watching them play central on Saturday and this Sam Hartman from Notre Dame, he can spin that ball. He is gonna test Ohio. I mean, I think Notre Dame's gonna beat Ohio State, which I don't want to happen because I want Ohio State to be undefeated mm-hmm. when they go into November 25th, because it's such a it's such a, a a vulnerable credibility situation now in the Big Ten because you got the Indianas. I mean maybe Maryland will emerge. I don't know, maybe there's somebody out there that will sneak up but Minnesota Getting pounded by Carolina, yeah. Carolina's good, but I mean, there's been some bad performances. I, in my estimation, uh, in the Big Ten, and you know, Purdue let you know the loss of Syracuse at home. That shouldn't happen. If you have a good conference, that should not happen. Right. And and look what the Pac-12 is doing. Man, they're blowing people up out there in their last in their last hurrah. I mean, it's crazy.
0: Well, that's what I'm looking at it because you know the SEC champion's going to make it. I don't think they're going to get two teams. The, the champions is going to make it. Now, if Notre Dame starts running the table, they're going to get one of the spots. You look yeah. at the Pac-12, they could possibly sneak in one or two. And, oh, by the way, you got Texas down in the Big 12, it's going to be hard to justify a Big Ten champion. That's why I said you have to go undefeated, and I think because you're Michigan, you'll get the benefit of the doubt because you're starting the year off at number two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know if you can hold on to it, and it's not to fault of their own because you can only play who's on your schedule. But, man, when the when you start comparing to the Pac-12, it's like, man, you had two games, and you had Pac-12, you got – USC, you got UCLA, you got Oregon, you got Oregon State, you got Washington, you got Washington State. You got some games at every wow. week. Absolutely. Colorado, it's just like, wow, you got games now.
1: Yeah, and that's why I'm glad, you know, even though I'm a traditionalist when it comes to college football, I'm glad the Pac-12, those four teams are coming to Big Ten because, God forbid, we need the credibility in this conference. We don't have credibility. And with 18 teams, adding those four it's going to be a legitimate conference, but yeah, I said last year, Rico at Big Ten Media Days, I said Michigan has got to pitch a perfect game to uh, to to get a CFP, and they pitched the perfect game, um, and then and then lost to TCU in the semi, but or in you know in the bowl game um, CFP semi, and I I'm in the same situation right now. I, I mean, if they win all these games, if they're undefeated, I think they're going to get in, <laughs> if, if unless. Ohio State implodes, and unless Penn State implodes, I mean, if Michigan runs the table, I think they're in. But they they can't afford one loss, in my opinion, not one loss, and they'll get in this. Will they get this in a four team CFP next year? Yeah, with twelve team yeah, no problem. Yeah, they'll,
0: oh yeah, it'll be no problem. But yeah, for this year, yeah. this year, I mean, I, I think whether it's Michigan, whether it's Ohio State, whether it's Penn State, your biggest competition is Notre Dame, undefeated oh, yeah. Notre Dame is in the playoffs
1: no doubt no doubt and they're and they're good they their defense they bring a lot of blitzes that they they put a lot of quarterback pressures on you and i talked about the quarterback they got right, they got they got a good solid running game and and a couple nfl receivers potentially so yeah they that notre dame's good uh notre dame is going to beat a State. day <laughs>
0: all right so so so, so i want to wrap it up with this if you're a michigan fan Should they be worried? Should they be concerned that you're not beating teams the way you're supposed to be beating them?
1: Yeah, because I stay in the moment. I mean, I, you know, if I, you know, I'm I'm looking, I don't look ahead. Oh, you know, you know, um, and the players, you know, I talk to the players and, you know, they're, they're confident that they'll, they'll, we'll get this cleaned up. You always hear that term. We got to look at the film, clean this up. Yeah, I'm concerned. I'm concerned because. It's it's hard to get better against weak teams. In my in my estimation, you can't get exposed, and all of a sudden you're playing teams with speed, like that has happened in Michigan in bowl games. Harbaugh one and seven, and they get exposed. So yeah, my my point is, yeah, to answer your question, uh, I'm concerned. Okay, I'll just be honest with you.
0: And Harbaugh coming back, do you think that could help them get this? I thing think that entirely? will help.
1: I mean, I you know Jim Harbaugh, I you know, and I've gone back and forth with Jim Harbaugh. You've heard me on that. Um, I, I think he's, I think he's improved as a coach. I think he's improved as a human being. I think he he admitted today he's a better coach now from what he went through. He's going to make sure he doesn't have this happen again. Um, and the players, when I hear players talk about Jim Harbaugh, it's with deep, sincere admiration that I don't ever recall hearing players talking about other coaches at Michigan, you know, that I've covered, you know, Lloyd Carr, not that players didn't like him. I mean, it does right. it just, it jumps out at me more with what, uh, as well as Sharon Moore and 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 some of these and Clink and, and some of these guys on the coaching staff. The way the players talk about their position coaches and the coordinators, it's it, it's pretty good chemistry on that team. So I feel good about that.
0: Tom Crawford, Tom, I appreciate you uh, stopping on the Five Star Zone. Oh, Tom this Crawford. is
1: an honor, man. This is an honor. I'm oh, on oh, with Rico please. Beard, man.
0: No, no, no. You you, you know your stuff for Michigan. I just, I don't know. So I figured if anybody would know, you would know you've been covering them for, you've been a fan for 60 years. You've been covering them for 22 years. Yeah. So you're going to just shoot it straight and you're going to just tell the people, you know, not what they want to hear, but kind of how you see it, because you've been there, you've been at the games, yeah. you've watched yeah. this team, you've seen them when they have been better you've seen when they've been worse so i trust your opinion on this Tom. thank you for coming
1: on and i I will keep you updated uh when i'm not concerned you'll be the first to know all right well you know what this This might be a while
0: sounds like i'm gonna end up having you back on there tom crawford from the crawford podcasting network kind enough to join us here on the five star zone guys keep liking keep subscribing Keep rating. Give me that five-star rating. Tell your friends uh, the five-star zone. I'll be back later on this week with Howard Griffith. And I kind of got a feeling I'm going to be doing some uh, big 10 power rankings as well. So stick around. I'll be back later on in the week. But until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching the five-star zone.